And we are back. Josh Schaefer here on the DO Sportscast with Michael McCleary and Nick Alvarez to talk a little Syracuse men's basketball uh, before the Orange head down to Greensboro for the ACC tournament. We don't know who they're playing yet, so that'll be a topic of discussion in a minute. Uh, this will air Tuesday morning, so we'll discuss whether Syracuse should want to see Virginia Tech or North Carolina in that first-round matchup on Wednesday at 9 p.m. But the news of today, after months of people complaining that Elijah Hughes was just living under some sort of shadow and no one nationally recognized him and no one in the conference recognized him, he was voted All-ACC first team. So I don't really know what everyone was complaining about for three months because it ended up happening. But uh, guys, not I, enough. <laughs> yeah, I guess. What was your initial reaction to that? Did you guys really think that Elijah should have won ACC Player of the Year? Just break down the ACC accolades we saw a little bit today, Nick. I'll throw to you first. Yeah. So I think that if Elijah Hughes did not make it on All ACC First Team, that would kind of be a travesty because he has, as bad as Syracuse has been, he's been one of the more consistent scorers and one of the more important players on any single team in the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of you know Player of the Year or Player of the Conf- Player of the Year in the conference. I think we talked about this on the last podcast. Syracuse just simply isn't good enough for him yeah. to be in that kind of most valuable conversation because this is a team that we might get to later. Their postseason tournament hopes <coughs> overall are kind of up in the air. So expected, very well deserved. Um, I don't think any other Syracuse player got snubbed, and I didn't see much of that on Twitter either. So good job. Michael? Yeah, so I, I've been <clears throat> I've kind of been following the hype train all year, um, I, he definitely deserved first team. Like that, kind of is just a layup. I, I don't. If he didn't get that, that would have been good weird. comp. Layup or a slam dunk? Layup. Layup is perceived as easier. Okay. So that was that was the analogy or whatever you'd call it. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like he should have been higher in the player of the year voting, just simply because, like you talk about, like Syracuse just being bad, but like. Syracuse really wouldn't have won much at all if he wasn't on the team. I mean, Buddy can't score twenty points a game, like so. If he wasn't on the on the floor, like, what would they be? They would probably be one of the worst teams in the ACC. Like, if they're not already, I mean, record says right. They are, but well, I guess that would be my counter to that. Would be two two things. Well, they're one, not the worst. One of the worst. No, teams they're in the not. ACC they're the sixth best team in the ACC right. as the seeding shows, but. They didn't really make a lot of noise in the ACC overall. They kind of just, in games that you would look at, say, the bottom five or six teams in the ACC and say, well, you got to, like, if you were looking at, like, a Syracuse football team and they're playing the lesser teams of the ACC and those are the toss-up games, Syracuse men's basketball wasn't that bad this year. They won all those. Yeah. But they didn't really beat anyone that good. And I guess to to finish with my second point, what I was going to say about Hughes, is the one thing I think not enough people are talking about is – because, or the people that are really grandstanding that Elijah Hughes should have been ACC Player of the Year should have been considered a lot more, a lot more than you're advocating for it. There are people, I think, that are genuinely mad that he's not up closer to it. People on Twitter. Yeah, I, I, have, I have a point if you're... Yeah, well, I was going to say, you have to really take into account how bad Syracuse is and how much that means Elijah has to contribute. Yeah. He just wouldn't average 18.9 points per game on another team, not because he's not good enough to do it, because better ACC teams don't ask their best player to do that all the time. Right. And I he wouldn't, that yeah, and yeah. He, like his rebound numbers, every number would be lower, not because of a product of Elijah Hughes being worse if he's on Duke, but on the, he would have other people to work with. And so I think that that's probably the biggest point for me. That's definitely fair. Uh, I don't necessarily 
like it could have it being on a better team doesn't necessarily put somebody's scoring average down or put somebody's rebound. Like it could actually lead to more opportunities for him just simply because like all those passes that he's throwing to <laughs> for Ramasita City Bay, he's throwing it into Ver- Vernon Carey, their assist. So, you know, his passing wouldn't necessarily be underrated. He would be one of the better passers in the league. So in that case, that might've been the thing that would have pushed him above. Like even if he averaged three less points, if he had three more assists, I oh, mean, for sure. That's that's the stats of Trey Jones. It's that's just what, easy to point, I think, and say, well, his numbers are inflated because he's on a bad team. Sure. And it's kind of tough to argue. Yeah, it's, 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 hard, to, it's season, hard to argue against the fact year, that Syracuse yeah. is bad. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, I think the reason why, like, I'm fine with it because Trey Jones won. I firmly believe that Trey Jones or Vernon Carey are, like, solid picks. I read something earlier today that... Duke only nominated Trey Jones, which is super interesting because they nominated both RJ and Zion last year. But, like, Tr- Vernon Carey wasn't even in the consideration because Duke didn't yeah. nominate him. I have, real quick, I have the voting up. Trey Jones won with 34 votes. Jordan Noir, 17. John Mooney, 11. Elijah Hughes, 7. Oh, I would have voted for John Mooney so fast. Like, John Mooney's good. That's I, just like, I mean, between Luca Garza and John Mooney, that's just the kind of basketball I'm here for. John, John Mooney <laughs> so, needs more like, votes. Vote Mike, we talked about this uh, yesterday off the podcast. Jordan Noir getting 17. That's a little surprising for me. Yeah, I think John Mooney should have been the yeah. second. John, John Mooney had yeah. John because, Mooney was unreal this year. I think he was in the top five in the country in double-doubles, I think, yeah. for most of the year. Like, like, he was a, an absolute animal inside, and we saw that twice in t- Syracuse couldn't handle it. Really, no one else could either. Him, yeah. Him and any of the other Duke guys are the only guys that I would say are better than Elijah Hughes pretty handily. Um, but Nawara, when I look at Nawara, I kind of just see Elijah Hughes light, to be honest. Like, I mean, he's on a better team, but, like, he's not as athletic as Elijah is. He probably is, like, he's probably not as good of a passer either. Um, and he's a good shooter. He's probably, I think we found that he was He's, a little bit more efficient than Elijah yeah. is, but... I'm looking up stats on th- my laptop. Yeah, <laughs> um, but a, a lot of the things that Elijah does well, Nawara just does... He has a similar type playing style, that kind of effortless play, but, like, he doesn't really get up that well. Like, he's, he's just not... He's not the type of player that Elijah is at a similar height, similar playing style. The stats that I was looking up, because I was curious... I didn't want to talk without completely looking at the stats, because sure. I thought that John Mooney was just... Like, no one really stopped him this year. He only didn't grab 10 rebounds three times this year. One of them was the first game of the year, too, against North Carolina. Jeez. And, I mean, just the majority of these games, then, are double-doubles. Because he goes over 10 points almost every game, too. The guy was a monster. I, I don't know. I think he was, like, he was the biggest matchup nightmare for any team in the ACC this year, it seems like. That mid-range jumper was money. Just for, as weird, for as weird as it looks, yeah. it was so consistent. He's got the weirdest shot shot release I've ever it's seen. Not, it's not a hitch, either. It's, it's kind of like a hook. Well, it falls in that school it. of thought where it's like, if you just take enough shots with whatever weird form that you have, doesn't it kind of not matter? Yeah. To yeah. some extent? He's, yeah. like, he's, he's, he's like, going like, to shoot elbow jays. And he's going to get knocked at the next level for it, too. But, I mean, he's, I, I have a feeling he's, even at, like, 6'9", he's going to go to the NBA and just live off that mid-range. Yeah. Just... He'll, he'll cover out a roll, roll for himself. He's, he's a really good player. To play a fun game quick, him versus Luca Garza one-on-one. Luca Garza was the big man from Iowa that lit up Syracuse in the Carrier Dome earlier this year. Who do you got? I think Luca Garza might have like 40 pounds on him. Yeah. So, like Garza probably know. just bodies him? Yeah. Okay. One-on-one is a bad, is a bad like... Who would you rather have on your team? I think John Lee. Okay. Like, I, so Garza, I didn't watch him 
live. So I take my I was in all live. <laughs> <laughs> take take my opinion with a grain of salt. I've watched only a few highlights, but Garza is more of like beat you with strength and mm-hmm. he's got hook shots that that type of stuff like yeah. uh, Mooney I guess is a little bit more of a modern player in the sense where he could stretch out to the three-point line uh, he's just a really good shooter um, and obviously quite a good rebounder too but I mean Garza's great too I, I don't know I mean I, I think it would be pretty close but I personally uh, thought Mooney was one of the best players that Syracuse played this year I, I mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Michael. Kind of like depends what you're looking for, but I think Mooney's kind of versatility adds something. Because where Garza, you can have like another big man do that if like you really needed to. Where I, I don't think it's, I think it's harder to find kind of like that swing four type who can also pass a little bit. Because when, um, at least when he they were up here uh, against Syracuse, they put him in the high post and let him dish a little bit. He finished with a couple assists. In yeah, and I don't, yeah. and I don't remember Luka Garza really being able to do that, or maybe this wasn't asked of him. Yeah. He was challenged, and John Mooney was challenged in that game against Syracuse at Notre Dame, too, and he still finished with over 20 points, I think. Yeah, it was... Michael and I both thought he didn't have that good of a game, and then looked at the stat sheet, and we are like, well, guess yeah, not. I think he had, like, 28. It was, yeah. it was, it was like, a ridiculous number. Yeah. But, yeah, no, uh, I think there... Or is that another team? No, that was another team, Georgia Tech, the guy who finished with 33 after, like, seemingly not having a great game. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... Um, to segue a little bit here to the ACC tournament, tomorrow night's matchup. Is it, is it a night game? Did um, I get that wrong when I just said that? that Virginia Tech, UNC. It wouldn't make sense for it to be a night game. So Virginia Tech, it. UNC, we'll call it on Tuesday at some point. And hopefully this podcast is up Tuesday morning, so it, this isn't old news. It won't be. Who do you guys think should, should Syracuse fans be rooting for? Would you rather see Virginia Tech? Would you rather see UNC? There's a decent chance all three of us have the same answer yeah, this, here unless someone gets creative. Uh, Michael, who you got? I'm going to go, they'd rather see Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, Syracuse not definitely. Yeah, okay. They can't do that. Thank you, Josh. Um, <laughs> you're a great host. This is a podcast. <laughs> um, they definitely rather see Virginia Tech. Uh, UNC is one of the hottest teams in the ACC right now. Uh, Cole Anthony coming back is probably the reason for that. I don't think there's pretty any good. Other, yeah. He's pretty good. He's, he's, he's an okay player. <laughs> um, but I personally... I said John Mooney was one of the best players that Syracuse played this year. I think from just a pure talent standpoint, obviously we got to see John Mooney twice and only Cole Anthony once, but I think Cole Anthony is the most talented player that they played this by, year. By far. Yeah, no, it's it, like like Elijah's been great all year. Uh, Cole Anthony was the first player that they got on the same court together, and it was very clear who, who the number one guy was. Yeah. Like you could argue between Mooney, Mooney and Elijah at least to an extent, but – Cole Anthony is better than Elijah Hughes. Yeah, no, and I, I watched that full game too. I wasn't covering it with you guys, but I watched it, and I definitely think that you can just tell in any sport when a guy looks like he's more ready for the pros than other people. Yeah, and it was like, oh, okay, that's why he's like a top ten pick, no matter no, what his injury was. But yeah. open threes, he hits. You know, it was like simple things where it's like if you leave that kid open, it's over. Yeah, and that's what real. That's what real. NBA basketball is. He's yeah. not going to miss open shots. He's going to create. He changed the whole offense. And Elijah's a good athlete. Cole Anthony is a great athlete. Like he's like he's six two ish, six three. Like a decent height for an NBA guard, but you know a little bit short for a point guard. Um, and but he could get up. I mean, he's not going to have any problems finishing at the rim uh, because he just like he's just more athletic than a lot of people, especially at his height. 
I'll give some credit to Virginia Tech. They did play Syracuse close twice this year. So if we're all saying North Carolina is the worst matchup, but I don't think any of us would be surprised if they end up with Virginia Tech and still lose that game on Wednesday night. I think that's also a big possibility. But Syracuse is not going to have a matchup issue like they had with Cole Anthony in North Carolina. Because when you make Joe and Buddy guard consistently against like an elite person who kind of breaks through them in the zone, there's not built for that. Where... I think Virginia Tech, I think one of their major scorers is Landers Noli the second. I think that's right. Sure, yes. have problems with him. Yeah, but yeah. he's but he's also more of like a wing he player. He played very good defense, too. Yeah. Where I think like he doesn't have you're not gonna walk into the arena that night knowing that like, okay, he's the problem, right? He's gonna be like one of the people you're gonna worry about, but where Coy Anthony walks on the floor, and Syracuse doesn't have a match on him, he's gonna score I think he scored what, twenty nine than when these two teams played in the carrier dome? Yeah. If, I, I have the number. I pulled the yeah. numbers up. Twenty five, but he went seven of eleven from three. And I think Noli. No. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. No, I thought Cole, you, were, you were talking about Cole. Anthony, yeah, I was talking about right? Cole. Yeah, he twenty six. Cole Anthony had twenty five, and he was seven of eleven from three. And okay. I think like five of those came in the second half. Yeah, which no, is just yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Seven of eleven from three. And like, I, I don't think we've seen anything from Syracuse in the last like two weeks since those teams played to show us that that won't happen again. No, the defense looks the exact same. Yeah. If not so, worse, if, if we're looking about Elijah's injury. If not worse. Yeah. You're right. Like, it looks worse. Like, it, it definitely – and that's that's one of the things where, like, I guess you can have that argument about Virginia Tech because, like, Noli, like, how he shoots. Like, he scored all of his, say, I don't know, it was somewhere between, like, high 20s sure. in that second matchup. He didn't do well the first matchup, which um, – they ended up losing the first matchup, and they won. They the lost. Second. They lost by two in the carrier dome, you know, and they beat Virginia Tech by one after like a half court shot didn't go in okay. in the second time. So, yeah. I mean, the true answer is Syracuse wants to play neither of them. Hopefully, they they wanted to play Pitt and but, Wake Forest, but <laughs> that didn't happen. Are you guys gonna pick them to lose no matter what? Yeah, I think yeah, so. probably. The, uh, I'll give myself a little leeway depending on how Virginia Tech plays. If like if they like beat North Carolina in like an ugly game, then maybe, but. More likely than I not. Think I'd I pick, think I'd pick Syracuse to be Virginia Tech. I don't know. I, 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 that's I, just I, like I, optimist. optimist. I know Nick would never, never pick Syracuse to win one of these games. Um, just due to his negative nature. But I think against Virginia Tech, it's at least a close game. I can totally see the UNC game getting out of hand again. I think there's, as we already broke down, there's no reason to really assume why it wouldn't. Um, I think Syracuse-Virginia Tech is a really close game again. And Syracuse has the best player on the court. Presu- uh, uh, we're presuming Elijah plays. If Elijah doesn't play, then yes, I think we're picking them to lose no matter what. But I think sometimes you see in these conference tournament games, it comes down to who has the best player on the court. And when, it, when there's five minutes left in the game and Syracuse can keep going to Elijah, keep going to Elijah, I'd, I'd take Syracuse in that battle. Yeah. Just let Hughes play, see if he can score enough down the stretch in a close game, and you might – come away with a win. I don't think it helps you beat Louisville in the next round, but it might get you to Thursday. I mean, I will say, you guys have a better understanding because you were at the second Virginia Tech game, but watching the whole game on TV, it kind of seemed like that was some of Syracuse's best kind of down-the-stretch defense of the season. Like, it broke down a little bit in the final minutes, but, like, that second half, Syracuse played really... I wrote really a positive defense story Syracuse were, after that. Like, Syracuse were, bought into that. Syracuse played really strong defense against Virginia Tech. Than they were. That, I mean, <laughs> if that shows up, and the Syracuse team always seems to play better when they're not in the carrier dome, so... Maybe, but I just I just can't see it. And I mean, I think it's all dependent on Elijah on like how serious of a shot we'll give them. Yeah, I mean, I I'll say my prediction now because 
whatever prediction I make in the BWP is going to be solely based on the fact that I'm one game back. So it has to be the opposite of whatever the consensus is. And one of you guys can screw me by just, like, flipping it on. Like, <laughs> win-loss, and then I just have to choose. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really don't think that they – I think it's more likely that they beat Virginia Tech. I, th- I think they could beat both teams, but I think it's a lot less likely if they – that they beat North Carolina just simply because of the best player on the floor thing. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not a great – Great field to be in for Syracuse, especially after losing a terrible that loss game killed to Miami. Him. Oh, destroyed! Them. I think if not, you're playing the winner, Wake Forest, Pitt, which Syracuse handled in those three games against those teams. And then I think you're playing Duke is tougher. Obviously, I think Syracuse did have the weaker, like tougher part of the bracket of the two. That wasn't really great English, but like playing Louisville and Virginia is not as bad as playing Florida State and Duke. I think. Yeah. But you're if you can't get there. And then I, I think that's kind of where they're stuck right now. If they lose and they still make the NIT tournament, like, we could just delete this podcast. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, uh, we, what, what have we been talking about for, like, why have you been covering this team? None of the past, like, six games have mattered. I mean, you know, you could argue that that win over Boston College was, like, bigger than it actually seemed like at the time because yeah. they lost against Miami. That's a good point. So, I mean, they might be out of the NIT tournament by now if they um, lost that Boston College game. And Boston College, like, did everything they could to make Syracuse lose, too. Like, Syracuse played some of the worst defense they played all year. Yeah, this is something we can probably look into a little bit more if Syracuse loses, say, the first-round game, because then we'll have a better idea of what kind of NIT resumes we're looking at. But I would say, I mean, if they lose that first game, there's got to be a chance that they aren't in. Because, I, I mean, right? in, in this hypothetical, if North Carolina makes a run, we might be looking at a North Carolina or Syracuse, at it, like from a committee standpoint, of who you want in the NIT. So I, I was looking at some brackets this morning, and there were people arguing in the comments section about whether or not this team that's below 500 would make the NIT. So that got me a little bit more on board with Syracuse just kind of being in regardless. Yeah. But I still think that... When you get to that territory, you have to look at the resume, and Syracuse's resume is just—it's not even the—it's not even the win total that's really, really been hampering them in terms of NCAA tournament hopes over the past like four or five games. It's the fact that they haven't beat anybody. They have one. Like win. once they, they once they lost they against Virginia, win. they have one good win. Virginia win, and that's it. But which only looks better now because Virginia's gone on a run, right? But if we had the conversation a month ago, that Virginia win probably is one of the worst in the country in terms of a ring. Well, yeah, like. <laughs> It's they're in a tough spot. I I mean I probably agree with you that if they lose on Wednesday, they more likely than not still get in the NIT. Man, but I like we're one like mid major making a run to the conference t- finals and losing or something that can like throw Syracuse off. And I think that can happen too. Like if there's a twenty eight and three mid major out there from like the Ohio Valley Conference that somehow that loses make, in their like, conference yeah. championship game. How good's Montana State this year? Montana State? Oh, I, I don't think they're very. Have to consult with. Uh, I don't think they're very good. Owner of Ken Palm. I'm, I'm checking right now because I'm logged into Ken Palm. A quick update on Montana State. They're 16 and 15, so I think they'll be out of the. Uh, I think they'll be out of the NIT. I mean, so the almost fact, the fact, fact of Syracuse. Yeah, they're two games off Syracuse. That's the two games. Perfect. Perfect. I think they played a little bit worse of competition. Um, the ACC is pretty bad this year. 
We'll do 30-second sound-offs here. Nick already has something decided, I think, so we'll go to Michael first. You know it. Uh, three, two, one, go. You always go to me first. Um, man. I never come prepared for any of these things. <laughs> should I just, like... Will there be fans of the ACC tournament? Uh, for all the games. Oh, I should have... Okay, games. can we start over with yeah, my sure. time? Okay, cool. So... And go. So coronavirus is <laughs> coming, coming fast, guys. Uh, I was at the airport all weekend. I might have it. It kind of sucks. Uh, I mean, I don't feel sick, but, you know, never know. Silent killer. Um, but <laughs> I argued with my roommates recently. NCAA tournament won't be entertaining if no fans are in the stadium. Crowd mic will probably be tur- The court mic will probably be turned off because they don't want to hear cursing every five minutes on their telecast. Every five seconds, probably. And the game's just different without the, without the fan experience. We're talking about no cheering at all except for claps from the bench. That's not entertaining. That's not fun. That's not... They, if fans get up, get up after... If the bench gets up after Duncan goes like this, who are they waving at? <laughs> like, that's not cool. All right, I'm done. It was like 45 seconds. Whatever. Great podcasting from Michael. He says goes like this and shows a visual. Well, I, I, went, I went up with my hands like, get up. Like, you know, the thing. The thing that they do on the bench. I like that better than his Giants ones. Nick, three, two, one, go. Okay. Um, spoilers for The Bachelor. You have five seconds. I'm looking at the clock. I've seen it. I know what's happening. Um, so I want to talk about it. He read it so, on Syracuse.com. I did. It's ridiculous how they put that out there with no warning. So apparently Peter ends up with the producer of the show, which is ridiculous. So I follow this season on like, Batch Nation. It's so bad. So the idea that he has two... Amazing women in Madison and Hannah Ann, just fantastic people. And he's gonna go with a producer and leave both of them. I feel like I'm gonna cry like his mother in the promos. Absolutely ridiculous. The finale is tonight and tomorrow night. Watch it. Well, Madison may want out. She may so, want out. So we we don't yeah. know that that could be that could be the reason. Find out when you watch the finale tonight if you're listening to this podcast tomorrow. A guarantee. The final word after Wednesday's game will include Nick's full bachelor take after watching the show. 1,000%. This has been the DO Sportscast.